This article comes out of Kotaku and it was written by Leah Williams. Last week, McDonald's revealed its massive 50th anniversary celebrations, which included an entire week of streams and the fabulous giveaway prize of a custom McDonald's-themed PS5 DualSense controller. The colors uh, and theming were particularly gorgeous and it made for a delicious looking controller, one immediately coveted by many gamers. But despite the instant popularity of the design, it appears the release of this limited edition controller has now been cancelled by Sony. Sony PlayStation has not authorized the use of its controller in promotional materials related to the proposed Stream Week event, and we apologize for any inconvenience caused, McDonald's said. McDonald's Stream Week has been postponed, and Sony PlayStation controllers will not be included in the giveaway. The reason for this decision was not confirmed, but it's worth noting Sony has been particularly strict on custom plates, skins, and accessories for the PS5 since its release last November. In late 2020, it took a hard stance against customers by forcing some plate retailers to cancel orders by threat of legal action. Instead of the customized DualSense controllers, the prizes will now include channel subscriptions, and 50th, Mac, 50th Macca's birthday hoodies. Boo! I want my <laughs> Macca's DualSense. Uh, so, Leishi, you would have had a chance to check this out yeah. in the dock. Uh, are, are you hungry for a McDonald's DualSense? I kind of am. Know, <laughs> something about it's just making me making me hungry. <laughs> it, look, it does look pretty cool, but... I can totally understand why that would have got scrapped. I was waiting for it to happen, to be honest. It's, it just seems crazy to me. Like McDonald's, this massive company, would they have not thought to have gone to Sony to check if it's okay to use this <laughs> in promotional material? It just it just seems like a no-brainer. Absolutely. I don't, oh, I don't know. Lockie, what do you think of the whole situation? I mean, I get the sentiment. If it were a KFC controller, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I do want a KFC controller. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, look, I'm not a big Macca's guy, so I'm like, eh, it kind of looks like Red Rooster to me, to be honest. If you look, it, like, if you squint <laughs> at it, it remi- it looks more like Red Rooster than a Macca's controller. Um, and for any of our viewers, or viewers, listeners um, from overseas, Red Rooster is like a really shitty KFC in Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, do they not have Red Rooster overseas? I don't even know. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope not. I remember in my hometown, someone knocked the S out, like, so it wasn't lit up anymore, so it just said Red Rooter. <laughs> yeah, we all thought it was one. very funny. Yeah, that's the best one. Um, but yeah, oh, it's not funny that we can't get this controller, though, because, yeah, like, I'm kind of... I'm kind of disgusted by the McDonald's DualSense in a way. Like, I'm, I'm kind of hate myself that I, that I really really want it maybe it's like this kind of thing they thought they would just throw it out there mm. you know even without sony's permission and then just because there'll be so much support and everyone will go nuts for it then just by by sheer will they'll be able to get this to happen i don't know well they've gained <laughs> a lot of attention for their stream week now oh, so that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure i guess yeah at the end of the day bloody i'm loving it boom <laughs> 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 Welcome 
Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. And I'm for once, I'm not I'm not lying when I say that. There's actually games that have been coming out at the moment, and I've I've played some. We, like, yeah, it's been bloody great. Oh, oh, that's good. You've been playing new games. Been playing some new games for once. It feels like in <laughs> such a long time. It's, oh, hang on, hang on. Is it new or is it new with the asterisks? As in, like it's a remake of an old game, <laughs> but they're repackaging it. Actually new. Actually new. Lockie wow. Bro. I guess, Holy shit, because I have some new games, but they're all new with asterisks. Yeah, oh, and, and speaking about new with an asterisk, so I should mention this, the games that we're talking about, these impressions are kind of new with an asterisk, because as regular <laughs> listeners of the show would know, we release our episodes every single week, but that didn't happen last week. <laughs> I fucked up real bad, I did, I did, I messed up real bad, I managed to erase the entire episode after I'd finished editing the entire thing. It was a wonderful episode with an awesome guest, Sam Inns from the Beta Network. Big sorry to him for wasting hours out of his time to record that episode for nothing. But hey, you know, lesson learned. All, all you can do is not beat yourself up about these things. Yeah, learn from it and make sure you back up everything, which I will be doing from now on. To make sure that doesn't happen again. And just for and just for our listeners, and I'm not even I'm not even being dishonest when I say this, it possibly was one of the best episodes we've recorded today. That's <laughs> a great um, episode. So we Yeah, so I'm I was <sighs> devastated when I saw that text the next day, um, that he lost it because mm. I was like, ah oh, fuck, that was a really, yep. really good episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know anyway. what, guys? That's a big deal too. Lockie rarely thinks that. Very rarely. Yeah. <laughs> he does not like the show. <laughs> I know. I've got. I've got standards. Usually, this show does not pass them. Oh, speaking of having standards, we have set our bloody standards very high this week because we have got the Crash Bandicoot Queen herself. <laughs> Woo. Oh, that's a throwback to an episode of Button Mash Pod from last year. Shout out to Roger and Chris. We have the one and only Leishy. Hello. On Thanks for having me. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It's How are you doing? I'm How doing is your really world well. right now? Oh, my world is really, really good, but I am doing really well despite, you know, being in another lockdown in Melbourne. Lockdown number six. <sighs> yep, yep. But can't complain. I'm healthy. I'm happy. And yeah, I'm just very excited to be on the show. Oh, way to go. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's, I was speaking to, to Roger a few weeks back and I was like, oh, you are in a lockdown at the moment. How are you handling it? And he's just like, oh, you know, I'm from Melbourne. It's just life for it's us at norm. this point. Yeah. It's what we know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it sure is, unfortunately. Uh, fingers crossed. So too much longer that we have to keep dealing with this bloody coronavirus mm. and lockdown crap. Hopefully not. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I just, I just dream of the day that the borders internationally open back up yeah. again, and I can travel and see the world. Like, God, I, I just hit the um, big three O mark. Ooh, yesterday. happy birthday for yesterday! Oh shit, Lucky! Thank you. Oh my goodness! I know you suck. I know you're deleting potty, deleting my podcasts, and, and oh not my... sending me happy birthdays and my feelings, like Zach. I know I give you, cr- I know I give you crap, but oh I, my like, god! I, I messaged you yesterday, being like, "Oh yeah, the show's at nine thirty tomorrow." I didn't yeah. even <laughs> wish you a happy. Oh my god, Lockie, happy birthday! <laughs> no, that's all right. It's because oh, it's because I I know you. You're you're one of those weirdos that like doesn't like Facebook. 
so you're like one of those few people where I'm like, oh, he probably just didn't see it through the Facebook reminder. So completely no, yeah, understandable. Yeah, I, but, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> but I, like I'm getting your messages and I'm like, oh God, Zachary needs to be an EA. He would make such a good EA because he's just, <laughs> he's just micromanaging me for the weekend because he knows I won't remember any of this. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, I want to forget that that's just how, I can't believe I just, I missed your, th- <laughs> your 30th. I'm so sorry, Lockie. <laughs> I'm glad that it's we right. could we could show everyone or our entire audience uh, my shame on the show. Oh god! No, this is actually me revealing my shame because now I'm an old. Um, I can't hide it anymore. I uh, like I I was a millennial and now I'm an old. I'm a boomer. Um, I boomed. <laughs> and yeah, one of my one of my one of my big regrets is that like um. You know, in between 25 to 30, I started, I was working full time. I finally had money to actually see the world and do fun shit. And I was only able to do that once before all of the lockdown and pandemic stuff really started mm. taking hold. So, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in five years from now, I'm probably going to be on a Kentucky tour again, just being, knowing that this was a bad idea. <laughs> 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 Oh, far out, man. Well, look, yeah, I'm not, I'm not far behind you. I'm only a couple of months away before I hit the big 3-0 and I'll, I'll just have to hope that you don't remember my birthday so I can feel better about this moment <laughs> right here. We're going to have to edit out all of this because we're going to lose our, our fan base if they know that we're above 30. <laughs> no we're young not, people we're... listen to this shit, are you serious? <laughs> I, know, it, I know, you're right. You're right. They're all on TikTok. We They're all on TikTok about... anyway. We're not TikTok people. Yeah, we don't talk about fucking Fortnite and bloody... <laughs> like, we're, we're not... Yeah, well, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but you do talk about Minecraft and that's the thing. Hey, yeah, true. I have been playing Minecraft. Minecraft's great though. Minecraft awesome and you know what else is awesome all the content that you put out there onto the interwebs Leisha. Mm. you are everywhere you are all over it can you please tell us can you please tell all the people where they can find absolutely it? well they can literally find it anywhere uh instagram and youtube are my main platforms but you can find me at Leishy, l-i-e triple s-h-y mm-hmm. be sure to go and check it out everyone all this stuff will be in the description of the podcast episode down below for your ease of access. Oh, and for your ease of access to the gaming news, I'm going to tell you all what the gaming news is. Are you down? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Okay. I've got to change the tone greatly here now. Because... I know. What fucked up shit has Blizzard been doing this time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So look, just to, we're not going to go into the whole Activision Blizzard entire story. Our most recent episode that actually got released does delve into all that stuff. Uh, but it's just a quick update because it is still the biggest thing that's happening in gaming right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, last week we didn't get to report on because I lost the entire episode. There was over two thousand employees. Uh, signed an open letter at Activision Blizzard uh, in response to how Activision Blizzard responded to the lawsuit. Uh, And then a a thousand current and former Ubisoft employees signed an open letter in support for Activision Blizzard employees and calling for cultural change in the game industry. Uh, Not only just that, we also saw... Look, lots of streamers protest and say they're not going to cover Activision, uh, they're not going to play Activision Blizzard games. Some outlets saying they're not going to cover Activision Blizzard games, stuff like that. Uh, lots of support and obviously a lot more horrendous stories as well too, which we won't get into here. Anyone who wants to 
wants to fill their life with that misery and hear all that stuff, they're more than welcome to. Um, they, they do their own research on that one. Uh, but as far as this week is concerned, we've had J. Allen Brack step down. So he was the, uh, the, the person running Blizzard. Uh, and apparently he stepped down to pursue opportunities. Uh, very much corporate speak there. I, That's I, a good spin. He's turning the crisis into an opportunity. <laughs> oh, holy shit, yeah. Um, okay. And other than that, apparently, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, good old Bobby Kotick or Activision Blizzard in general, they've decided to hire uh, uh, a, a law firm that basically they're, they're known for busting unions. They've, they've worked for Amazon to help bust their, 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 their attempts to unionize there as well as Uber as well too. So yeah, people uh, don't, aren't very happy with the way Activision Blizzard is responding to all this stuff. They're doing their typical sort of corporate, say things that sound nice and that they're striving for change and blah, blah, blah. But you just look at what their actual actions are, hiring law firms like this and you know like yeah it, it just it, it nothing's giving me a lot of hope right now um yeah it's a man it's gotta suck working for blizzard at the moment i just gotta mm. say yeah yeah <laughs> like, just time. imagine being anyone who's not like who's not responsible for this crap that has to deal with mm-hmm. it mm. and has to like try and you know provide a solution to it god it's gonna be hard yeah. So that's um, also also the unsung heroes of people who, um, you know, are, are just trying to make a buck in this world and are getting caught up in all of this too. Yep. It's uh, it's it's super unfortunate. Um, uh, Leisha, I'm sure you've seen all the stuff going on in the news at the yeah. moment. Do you it's... have any have any comment on this? Or what can you say? Really? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's so sad because I love Activision. I play so many Activision games, mm. and it's it's so hard for me because I'm not going to support that behavior, but they're one of my favorite publishers. Mm. <laughs> I I'm I'm exactly in the same boat as you. Yeah. Like I can't stand the company practices, but damn it, I love me some Diablo. Yeah. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I, and I want that D- Diablo Four. Mm-hmm. I need it. And and hearing all of this, you know, I'm constantly posed with that ethical dilemma yeah. of mm-hmm. do I enable you know this fuckwittery mm-hmm. and you know take that like take that that hit for the team and not pla- not support their platform by buying their products exactly or, it's so conflicting like, isn't it oh, yeah it's hard and to be honest i don't think i'm strong enough i think i'm a weak petty person and i will and in, if i'm pushed into it i may end up just getting that game because i really need well hopefully Diablo they make some life. changes before that happens you know and it's yeah. going to be really active and visible changes because they've pissed off a fuck ton of people a Mm -hmm. fuck ton of people yeah and Mm. you know they're one of the biggest publishers out there biggest teams out there in gaming like your reputation is just going down so fast you better rectify that shit oh 100 they they release the best-selling game every year with call of duty they are i love yeah they're the biggest the the biggest dogs in the yard that's for sure yeah um, and they, and they, there are other ones that people look to set the example. And I've got to say just, uh, just time and time again, they just set the wrong example. Like yeah, it, yeah. hiring that Francis, they, they hired someone called Francis, Francis F. Townsend, who used to work for George Bush and lie about torture. Oh God. <laughs> it's like, it just, why, why, <laughs> yeah, oh why, 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 why you do that Activision? That. Like you do these just horrifying <laughs> things. That, look, and, and I, I have the same stance that I have with Yves Guillemot as well too, where, 
the buck stops with them. They're the people who are at the leadership of these companies. And there's one of two things, there's one of two situations that this can be allowed to happen on this mass scale. And that is one thing is that either they knew about it and they just did nothing to stop it. Okay, or they had no idea that this was going on. This was all, com- they were completely oblivious to that, in which case they're obviously failing at their job as running this company and they should be fired for that reason as well too. But that's just my personal opinion there. But as far as the whole debate on, you know, whether or not to uh, to give Activision Blizzard your money, I, I, I decided a long time ago I never wanted to do that, but I would never, ever in a million years begrudge people for wanting to, to play their it. games yeah. if they choose they want it. Like, because I'd be a total hypocrite to ever do that. Like, mm-hmm. I sit here with, like, an iPhone and an iPad right yeah. next to me and, like, it, like it literally point to anything you own in your room and I'm sure there was some suffering involved to get that to you at the price that you paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I ordered some fucking Nikes. Oh, I like, like your logic. It's, it's I like all... your logic. That means, ah, oh, that means we're all culpable so I can still play my Diablo 4 <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, like at the end of the like, uh, the only person uh. who can sit there and say to you that that you're that you're doing the wrong thing by doing that is someone who does not purchase anything that has any <laughs> immorals, right. uh, yeah. anything immoral tied to it, which is literally impossible in today's day and age. You're so. right. I eat chicken, and and that's like chicken farming is pretty grim if you look into it. So I guess yeah, that's fine. I can continue getting Diablo Four. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, isn't isn't it a part of like yeah part of um your ethical dilemmas is knowing that there's so much worse shit that you're not even really focusing about that you've been doing oh yeah and that's the (laughs) thing it's like yeah but you know what i decided a couple of years ago i drew the line with activision blizzard yeah you know i I probably could have done the exact same thing with any number of video game companies like ubisoft that i mentioned before as well too but you know what i drew the line there with activision blizzard I'm going to mm. keep playing Ubisoft games. I still talk and report about all the fucked up shit that goes on there anyway. Yeah. So It's so hard exactly. for me being the biggest Crash Bandicoot fan. <laughs> and they are in Crash Bandicoot now. <laughs> yeah. oh. When they release Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. And I admitted on the show, I was like, it's times like these. And I'm like, oh, do I don't want to break the old Activision yeah. Blizzard embargo I've been doing. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, next, yeah. the next Crash Bandicoot um, game will be It's time it's time <laughs> it'll be hashtag it's time and it's gonna be like this bit it's gonna link into like picking up old culture and and you know just everything <laughs> it's time oh, goodness. oh no oh no oh no oh dearie me but yeah i just i didn't want to talk about this one for too long as we did talk about it for ages when we talked about it on the show last time but yeah um yeah, we're not going through the motions though. We're looking at it from a different lens, Leishi. Mm-hmm. So we're getting the benefit of having you here um, for this one. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm just explaining. I, I, I just don't want to spend any more time yeah. on it. No, it's <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. no we can move. It's we so can draining. Move on. It's and a, it's I, a I bummer, got some happier news. Okay, I got some good news here. So now, Leishi, are you a fan at all of of South Park? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I've definitely watched it, and I did play a little bit of Fractured But Whole. So, okay, okay, yeah, it was nice. a very long time ago. I never finished it though, but okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Now, Lockie, I'm, I'm quite sure you're a fan of, of South Park, as oh, big time, as am I. I'm a big fan as well, too. And I love the South Park games as well, too. Like, it literally, South, South Park these days, the show 
to to me personally isn't quite what it used to be mm-hmm. like it's 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 far better than current day simpsons i'll admit that but like yeah it's, yeah. it's definitely not how it was back when it was in its prime but those games were mm. like prime south park they were just amazing i love them it was like a 12 hour south park season yeah uh, that yeah. was interactive it was it was so much fun and uh, there's been a new report by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier. <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed a $900 million deal with Paramount Plus to do 14 South Park movies. God damn. Up to, they've been renewed to Woo! season 27 of the show. And there's wow, going to be a new South Park game. <laughs> wow, it's like um, it's like the South Park cinematic universe. They're trying to marvel it. Oh, I I'm so God. fucking Ooh. excited, man! Like That's huge. It's a, another South. I'm I'm so excited. It, it hasn't been since it was 2017. South Park: The Fractured Butthole came out, and I I got I, I platinumed it a few years ago. And it is so good. I, I, I love it so much. It is so much fun. I th- I thought they improved on everything from the the first South Park game. So to know that we're going to be getting another one and, and it's going to be Matt and, and Trey working on it as well too. So it's going to have that South Park DNA and and really, really solid writing. I'm, oh, I'm so fucking <laughs> pumped. I'm so excited. I'm just excited to to have another um, season I can YouTube through because <laughs> honestly the um the the games themselves like the they're quality games and I played the first South Park one um, RPG in recent times I can't remember Stick of Truth wasn't yeah. it yeah 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 so I played that one and yeah they're quality games there's a, like the artwork is gorgeous and it, it's a lot of fun being able to navigate your way through the world but the gameplay itself from an RPG turn based tactical. Yeah perspective for for an experienced player it's very boring like it's a very light entry level experience and even the no, second no. one they expand on it in different ways it feels kind of like Mega Man, um you know the Mega Man rpg games that came out on the game boy and ds but not nearly as complicated like i don't know i just need something media so i, I I don't know if it's going to be another game that I'm just going to watch all of the cutscenes through YouTube or I actually want to play. Oh, man, this is, like, the reasons why I don't like or, like, I didn't find myself enjoying a game like Chris Tales are the exact reasons why I really enjoy the combat in South Park because, like, I'm not having to fight the same random encounters over and over again. Like, yes, it's simple, but, fuck, I love it. It was <laughs> just... Give it to me. I just, I just, I just want more. I like it. It was, it wasn't a big deal to play that on the hardest difficulty as well too, uh, to yeah. go for the platinum and and the, and you did have to like be pretty strategic. Like some fights did take a couple of goes. So, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I'm, I'm so bloody excited. I'm, I'm really pumped now. Leisha, you said you're not a massive South Park fan, but I, I know we know nothing about it at this point. But mm. do, could you see yourself picking up a? south park game sequel i don't think i could because turn-based is not my favorite and i think that's why i didn't finish it i did get quite bored with it however Mm. i'd be very intrigued to see how they make it for next gen and how it will look and how Mm. it will perform um like visually it could look pretty freaking awesome yeah, hundred percent. Well, they already they already have it to that point where it just looks like the show, like yeah. it's like you're playing an actual cartoon. Yeah. So I'd be curious to see, like, probably with, 
I guess with things like the uh, the SSD, mm-hmm. you'll see like me to just seamlessly enter buildings and, and, and move yeah. around the environment and stuff like that, oh, which is really yeah, cool. Good and, point. And you and you and you are both right. You're 100 percent right. Like it, like turn turn base isn't my kind of thing, and I think mm. because it's simpler, that's why I, I found it, it easier yeah. to get through it. Yep. But yeah. The, the, definitely if it was just a turn-based combat game with any other characters I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot yeah. pole at Same. all it's purely because it's got these characters I just have such a yeah. deep nostalgia for yeah. like just it, it's one of those those games that just it constantly brings a smile to my face and I'll actually find myself laughing out loud at the jokes in, 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 in it as well too which I, I very rarely find myself laughing out loud at video game jokes like they've got to be really on point to sort of sort of hit there so yeah i'm I'm, yeah yeah i'm whatever it is i'll be pre-ordering it day one hook it right to my veins i'm I'm down can i just say can i just say one thing zach i i reckon both south park games sick of truth and fractured butthole um their their cut scenes are and and all of their jokes are way funnier and better quality in terms of a story experience than the most current seasons that we've had of of south park yep the best South Park content we've had in like the last ten years has been the yeah. games for sure. I, I like, and and I just find that mind blowing because like, yeah, when when you play these games, it is way more faithful to how the humor and the stories were told in the earlier mm. seasons, and that's the more popular stuff. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm. So, like, yeah, I just find that remarkable because they're trying to appeal to, I don't know, I don't know who they're trying to fucking appeal to these days, but um, it's definitely not the older crowd. But the games, but the games, definitely people that grew up with South Park, these games are more for them than I think with the younger crowds that are, like, you know, watching the most current seasons and going, oh, yeah, this this is somehow relatable. (laughs) Hey, maybe the, I think the thing with, with video games is it's a very long process to make them and yep. and south the south park episodes are famously made in a very short span of time like it's within a it's like in three days they completely write and animate an entire episode um so i don't know maybe they needed to start taking a little bit more time with their episodes or something like that i don't know because they're they're taking their time definitely with the games like the games usually end up being delayed a lot and apparently that's because matt and trey are very involved with every aspect of it and and of of course with the writing they write all of it so yeah, it just maybe, maybe that's what they need to do. I don't know. Um, I think Matt and Trey know what they're doing. They just signed a nine hundred million dollar deal with Paramount <laughs> Plus, so they're probably sitting oh, pretty, crazy. pretty happy on their giant, giant pile of cash. So, the fourteen, uh, yeah, I got to say, the fourteen South Park movies uh, don't get me very excited at all. They kind of, they kind of, I, I just get the instant feeling they're going to be like, you know, made for TV movies that are just like hour-long episodes basically which they kind of yeah. do that already with the you know the uh, what was it the corona Special. specials and yeah, stuff yeah. like that the pa- lockdown specials yeah. whatever it is uh pandemic special pandemic yeah, special yeah yeah yep. i i get you well i really like the pandemic special because that like yeah that was a better quality than most episodes i've seen in recent times mm. so it was a nice little self-contained story had a lot of jokes laughs loved it so if it's more of that then great mm. but um, definitely I'm not expecting South Park bigger, longer, uncut the movie. Okay. Cause like that, that level of quality is just absolute tippy top. That was basically a musical mm. written, um, like the, the entire movie was adapted to be this really effective and powerful musical. Like the songs in it are great. The storylines really top notch. The jokes are so funny. 
probably a bit dated by today's sort of standards in the um you know ethical scope i'd say probably um saddam and satan's homosexual relationship <laughs> would be seen as problematic <laughs> although although as a personal gay person i love it um so it i'm saying it's okay but obviously i can't speak for other people it's clearly um, a commentary on like you know what hard what what how hardcore religious people would use <laughs> Satan or something like that, right? That's that's oh, how I always viewed it. I, I don't know. I'm not looking at, at it that deep. I think they're just saying, wouldn't it be funny if Saddam <laughs> and S- Satan were in a gay relationship? And I and I stand. I'm like, it is funny. That is very very funny. I love it. Uh, you um, give it the rainbow like the it. rainbow tick of approval, eh, Lockie? That's well, you know, like I'm not talking. I'm not looking at it from an ethical standpoint but i'm going yep that shit's funny uh, like <laughs> what can i say I- i'm laughing my ass off oh well you know what's not funny how much i love Her- horizon zero dawn i love that game so bloody much leashy are you a fan of horizon zero dawn i am but my secret is that i haven't finished it yet so um yeah i ne- i keep I, every day i wake up and i say to myself this is what i'm loading next onto my playstation because i need to finish <laughs> it but it is so freaking beautiful oh. i just got distracted with zelda mm. because they came out at the same time so ah oh, yes ah, yes true i did not own a switch at that point i, I still don't own a switch if i'm being honest <laughs> here and uh no, but yeah. zach's going to own the 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 best switch the hottest switch on the line hey, it'll, um, the, it'll the be one with the slightly bigger screen the best switch available when it comes out that's for sure what is it it's like 1.1 inches bigger no, it's, in, in it's screen and that's it 0.8 inches oh god, oh, god they couldn't even get to one inch <laughs> So, so pathetic. 0.8 inches is all that matters, Lockie, okay? Well, look, Leisha, you're going to have more time <laughs> yes. to, to finish Horizon Zero Dawn now because Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed until 2022. Now, this has not been confirmed by Sony yet. It is not official, but this has been confirmed by both Jeff Grubb and also Jason Schreier. <laughs> Two Jason Schreiers in one we episode. we leave Jason alone. Can you believe? <laughs> so it's much, Jason. Uh, but yeah, Jason, it's, you're going. You're, you're pumping too much out into the world, mate. Slow <laughs> down. Give some of the other journo's a chance to catch up, eh? Now, now, normally I'd be like, you know, take this with a grain of salt. This is just a rumor. Blah 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 yeah. blah. But basically, you know, Jeff Grubb and, and Jason Schreier uh, accurately predicted, uh, well, confirmed basically that that Dead Space was going to be getting a remake. And then, lo and behold, at the the live event, they talked about the Dead Space remake. So. I'm pretty sure the next, like, probably in the next couple of months or so, I'd say, we're, we're, we'll expect to be getting a delay. Mm, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no no, no, no shock here at all. No, I just, it really doesn't surprise me. I think that's why I'm, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think a lot of gamers are just like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, you know, yeah. we watched the, uh, did you watch the, uh, the state of play that was in like June or yeah. something like that, the horizon event, like, Oh, it looks so good and yep. so pretty. But then at the very end there, you think, Oh, it's coming out holiday time. Surely we're going to get a date, but just nothing. Yeah, exactly. And at that point it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I definitely have no expectations yep. to see it any soon. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I, I guess it generally delays for me. I, I, I don't really bother me anyway, because you know, it's just a delay. They've got to do what they got to do to get the game out. If they're going to be making sure people aren't working crazy amount of hours and stuff like yeah. that, then, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Lockie, I 
don't think you're going to care about this one. You'll be able to play it, though. You still have my PS4, and this is coming out on PS4. So this is one you could potentially actually play. Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I'm going to take that PS4 back. You have not played it. (laughs) It is just a fucking paperweight at this point. Oh, it's just collecting dust, mate. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm playing my Switch. Like, as much as I hate Nintendo's, like, shit that they pumped out recently... (laughs) Um, I am a Nintendo fanboy, that's for damn sure. Like, uh, you know, when, um, I just want to be able to lie down on a couch and play something. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I'm too tired to even lift my goddamn lazy head at the end of the day. <laughs> I feel to, that. To stare at, yeah, to look at a TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's life right now, isn't it? Lockdown just got us like that. Oh, jeez. All right. Fair enough, man. I, I, I miss, I miss having a Switch I can regularly play as well, too. But yeah. yeah, well, you get one soon, won't you? Yeah, yeah. October, yay! I get my OLED switch. Yeah. God, that's ta- October. Damn, that's taken longer. Yeah, and something oh, so that's two months from now. Two months from now. That's right. Ugh. So, but something that's going to be coming out before that is Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is something that Sony's Ooh. been showing off a lot in their events, oh, and I, I think looks wait. absolutely gorgeous. Looks really oh, cool. Yes. This is my most anticipated game so far for the rest of the year. Oh, yes. Nice. So, oh, talk cool. about like. Not caring about delays, this one I freaking care about. I'm so yeah. upset. Ah. I was hoping to have it in the next couple of weeks, but that's a no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. it's only it's at least it's only a month away, yeah, so it's God. not like a massive delay. It's not like oh yeah, it's 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 gonna come out in like 2022 yeah. sometime <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. But yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I was like, oh, there's not a lot coming out in August, and that was one of the ones I was looking forward to. Ooh, but yeah. Now, as per you, just like, you know, if they're delaying it, they, they must have a, a, a good reason for doing it and if yeah. they're looking after all their peeps. And they're only an indie studio as well, too. Yeah, there's, exactly. not, there's not a lot of them there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's by all means, if they, they, if they oh, can make this... It's a nice-looking game for an indie studio. Yeah. Like, a really nice-looking game. I don't know how they pulled that off. It's going to be an inter- interesting experiment because... Well, like, it's based on the demo, okay? Demo, demo looks it, like... Exactly. Yeah. Like, who knows, who knows how this, yeah. this game's going to turn out? Because this this is, this is studio has strictly done animation before and, and 3D animations like advertisements and things like that or like, or like, you know, 3D shorts. So this is the first time they've worked on an actual video game before. But the, from the videos and stuff I've seen them do, they're very talented animators and you can see it all come across just in the, the, the trailers and stuff they've put out for Kena so far. Mm. So yeah, if all that comes together, they potentially have a really, really cool game on their hands. Um, yeah, like, like can you, I just Leisha. finish off saying, can I just finish off saying that I hope the game is a Yas queener. <laughs> and I'm going to recycle <laughs> the joke we didn't get to use last week and say, like you, Leishi, I am, uh, keen for keener. Keen for keener. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, hey, you know what you get to be here for, Leishi? We haven't done this in quite a while. It's a return of our world famous segment, Somebody's Leaking. Oh yes, that's right. There is some serious leakage this week. This leak comes out of this this article comes out of IGN. It was written by Matt Perslow. YouTube channel PSVR Without Parole reports that Sony recently held a private event for potential PSVR 2 developers where the company said that it would like would like to move away from VR experiences and focus on console quality 
AAA games. Sony reportedly re- plans to achieve this by creating hybrid games that can be played both in VR and the standard on-screen way, similar to how IO Interactive created the original VR mode for Hitman 3. The plan would be to allow players to download either the standard or VR version of a game. The report notes that nothing was mentioned in regards to backwards compatibility, but that Sony confirmed that it will push for original PSVR games to be remastered for the new hardware. Beyond Sony's plans for games, the company also revealed a few more technical specs for its new VR hardware, which is reportedly internally known as NGVR or Next Generation VR. These match information that was previously leaked. The display panel inside the headset has a resolution of 4,000 by uh, 2,080 pixels or 2,000 times 2,040 per eye and a field of view angle of 110 degrees. That puts it at 10 degrees higher than the original PSVR. The system also is apparently capable of flexible scaling resolution and will concentrate resources on the player's uh, player's area of focus to help reduce strain on the PS5's available power. Within the headset is also a haptic feedback system designed to both increase immersion and reduce motion sickness. PSVR Without Parole claims that Sony will reveal launch details in early 2022. Previous leaks have suggested that the device will launch around holiday 2022. Leishi, do you have a PSVR? I sure do. Okay, so has it got you excited to know that we're, we're... potentially going to be getting a new PSVR as soon as next year. It does and, and... excite me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. I got the PSVR quite late in its lifespan, um, mm. but when I did get it, oh, God, I used it every day. I love it. There are obviously some, you know, issues with it and whatnot, but mm. overall the experience for me is so much fun. The games I've played have been incredible and to have a new one that's going to work so well with next gen PS5, oh, it makes me tingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody oath, bloody oath. And I think the only, the first VR headset I tried was a PSVR as well too. Yeah. I think for for the price of what it is, like for an entry level VR set, it, it was a it's great good. experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. Because I've also got but, a Vive Cosmos as well. So, mm. but I tend to lean Ooh. towards my PSVR just because it's easier to set up and. You know, I don't, it's just, I find it easy to use. Okay. Yeah. Bloody Definitely ease of use is just, I don't know. And that's my experience with like, you know, the Switch handheld. It's just, you're, I'm finding myself more and more willing to take a yeah. hit in graphical capability and visual fidelity, loading times even, mm. just so I can do something with, you know, minimal yeah. effort. Mm. Yeah. Setup's pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100. Hey, I'm a console gamer yeah. for life. It's all about being easy to use, you know, getting your console, you know, the games from that generation, you'll put them in there and they'll work. You're Correct. not going to have to fuck around in your settings and mess yeah. around with everything. Yeah. Oh, geez. So, yeah, like, and, and yeah, trying the PSVR, I enjoyed it, but like, there's definitely few issues here and there some of the tracking isn't the greatest mm, yeah. like the amount of the amount of wires you have sticking out of you it feels like you bloody being plugged into the matrix or something <laughs> like that it, it is intense uh so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the improvements and stuff that they have coming out like the better visual fidelity because you do get a bit of the sort of uh screen door effect yeah. I think, with the psvr you can re- sort of see them pixels so mm-hmm. hopefully that will clean that up a bit 
uh, as far as yeah, the increased pixels and stuff. One of the things that stood out to me though was how Sony didn't mention anything about backwards compatibility, and they're talking about remasters, and that <laughs> that never sounds good to me. It sounds like they're doing the Nintendo thing of like, no, 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 all the PSVR stuff now that's stuck on that one yeah. PSVR headset, and yeah. if you want to play them, you got to pay. If you want to play uh, play them on the new PSVR headset, you're gonna have to buy them again. Yeah, the remastered version as well. Yeah, never a fan that's of that. That sort point. of cash grab kind of a thing. Like, if you can play PS4 games on a PS5, you should be able to play PSVR games on a PSVR 2. Yeah, but correct. It seems, seems a bit weird to me, but yeah, improvements, always good. Absolutely. Uh, mm, so you think you'll be pre-ordering one of these as soon as they become available, Leishy? 100%, I will for sure. Because oh, now nice. I'll be able to actually have it at launch. So um, it's something that I have been very excited for ever since I heard about them doing another one. Mm. Um, yeah. This might be, this could potentially be my first VR headset. Like, I think the ship's already sailed for the PSVR now. I'm not going to worry yeah. about forking out the money to buy one now. But, you know, I've already paid $750 for this really expensive, really powerful console. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mm. get the, the odd game every now and again that can really sort of push it to its limits and get, get my money's worth out of it. But... This would definitely push it to to its limits. That that's for sure. So this could potentially be my first VR headset. So yeah, I'm very much excited as well too. Those those new controllers look pretty crazy. Though they look kind of like the uh, you know those swords that have the bits that go all over it that wrap around your hand. Yeah. Oh, like like rapiers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, with uh, with the pommel. It's not a pommel. What is it called? It's like a guard or something. Yeah, yeah. It's super weird, but yeah, they they, yeah. they they look trippy. But I'm down to give it a crack. That's for sure. But yeah, so yeah, some PSVR details out there for the fellow Sony ponies, uh, the PlayStation ponies, and the Sony simps out there like me. Oh, and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so that'll do us for all of our news stories this week. It is time for the games that were released in the last week. And as a great professional show host, I've not got them ready beforehand, of course. That's all right. We already missed the boat on professionalism. <laughs> yeah, we, we really did, didn't we? <laughs> we're great at first impressions over here at News to oh. Reviews. Uh, but, 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 what day is it this week? I guess I can go through some of the games that were released in the last two weeks because we didn't have an episode in the last week. So, yeah, we didn't have an episode last week. So be prepared for a lot of games to be released coming at you. Oh, my God, there was a lot of stuff. Holy shit. A deluge. Winds and Leaves VR simulation uh, came to PS4. Tribes of Midgard came to PS5, PS4, and PC. Samurai Warrior 5 came to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Neo, The World Ends With You came to PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Microsoft Flight Simulator came to Xbox Series X. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles came to PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Mm, Might be more on that later in impressions, maybe. Alchemic Cutie? Came to Xbox Series X and Xbox One. The fuck that is. Unbound <laughs> Worlds Apart comes to PC and Nintendo Switch. Near Reincarnation comes to iOS. So there's a near phone game, apparently. I'm very curious about that. I enjoyed Near Automata. I don't know how any of that would translate over to an iOS game. Uh, the Forgotten City comes to all platforms except for Google Stadia. Final Fantasy 3 Pixel Remaster. Oh, there's 
all three Final Fantasy Pixel games have been remastered for you. So enjoy any of those on PC or iOS right now. Chernobyl Light come to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The Ascent came to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. The Falconeer came to PS5 and PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Lemnus Gate came to PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And finally, Hunters Arena Legends came to PS5 and PS4. I know there was a lot of games listed off there. Were there any of those at all that stood out to either of you? Uh, I mean, I saw Unbound Worlds Apart recently, and mm. I was like, oh, that looks like a cool little... Um, platformer like Ori in the Blind Forest kind of thing Ooh, but okay um nothing else really oh and it's on Nintendo Switch as well too yeah yeah I saw it on Steam the other day yeah no oh, Ori in the Blind Forest is such a perfect Switch game and I think I think they're both on Switch now both the Ori yeah they are now. I've got both on Switch um <sighs> this looks very similar to that okay how about you Lockie anything stand out to you at all oh man um god this the last couple of weeks is, was like a really pleasant surprise um, in, in the Switch store because I occasionally pop into the Switch store to see, oh, okay, what's come out? What's looking good? Normally it's just like shit. It, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like those, those shitty cash grabs, just an anime picture on the front and a little bit of dialogue in there and you've got yourself a $70 game mm, yeah. um, for the kids to buy. <laughs> um, and this one was also anime um, inspired, but it wasn't shit. It's so, so fucking good. And I'll be talking about it later. Uh, it's the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles or Great Ace Chronicles, um, which is in line with the Great Ace, uh, with the Ace Attorney adventures uh, that were available on the 3DS and the DS and um, back in the day. And this is a game that was only released in Japan um, in uh, two games were only released in Japan in 2017 and 19, I believe. Um, and they were very, very successful localized, but they weren't ever distributed internationally. So they've had a nice big um, remaster and they've been um, redistributed and, and moved onto the Switch. Um, so I'll be talking about that a bit later on. Oh, nice. There you go. Nice sort of little teaser for everyone before we get into impressions. And I look forward to listening to all your impressions on it, pretending I never heard it before. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Happened. And that's, I know. And, and definitely the lack of enthusiasm is coming across in me because I've already spoken about this probably in a much more eloquent way. But oh. yeah, um, I, yeah, I want to do this game justice because it's really fucking Yeah. Oh, wait until we get it. It's really there. fucking good <laughs> wait until we get the crystal <laughs> oh geez all righty guys well yeah how about we take a quick break and then we'll jump back on in with the games that we've been playing Leishi, you are our guest and it has become tradition on the show for our guest to kick us off when it comes to game impressions what have you been playing this week, my friend. Cool. Oh, I haven't really been playing too much. However, I did, of course, jump back into Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It had been a little while, though. Um, but <laughs> I went from start to finish again and oh, just damn. keep just falling in love with it and also hating it at the same time. <laughs> um, oh. It's just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, the last week, there's been a little bit of Call of Duty thrown into there, um, but I really haven't been playing too much just because I've been a bit busy recording videos. 
No, totally fair. I'm I'm down to talk about some Crash Bandicoot. I guess despite yeah. the stuff that we talked about earlier in the episode, yeah. Activision Blizzard is terrible. <laughs> but hey, they they made a good game with Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time, that's for sure. And yeah, damn, you're living up to the name Crash Bandicoot Queen. That's for sure. Oh, I'm getting a tattoo next month of Aku Aku. So yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is awesome. That is sick. Yeah, oh. I'm very excited. Crash is my life. So um, to be able to you know, like be an adult and play through a brand new Crash Bandicoot game is just, it's like a, a dream. It doesn't feel real. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I resort back to it here and there, just trying to go for completion, but it's very hard to do that. Um, oh, you're going for that platinum. Oh, look, I am a platinum hunter and when it comes yes, to these yes. sorts of games. <laughs> yes, oh, right. kindred spirit for Zach. You don't understand how happy that makes me because I, I talk about my platinum hunting on this show and Lockie yeah. looks at me like with so much concern <laughs> on his face, like, Zach, you've got a problem. I'm worried about you. You need to get help. If you help. are so invested in a game, the best thing you yeah. can do is trophy hunt. Oh, seriously. yeah. It's oh, so yeah. Thank um, you very much, Le- much Leisha. <laughs> Finally, someone on here who gets my, my love for platinum trophies. Oh. Oh my goodness, I love them, but <laughs> it's very hard to do in Crash 4. Yeah. Because yeah. you need mm. to get all the gems, which there's not just a crystal and a couple gems these days, it's six gems. Then you've got to do the perfect run, which is get all the gems without dying, essentially, <laughs> or dying less than three times because one of the gems is three deaths or less. <laughs> oh, no. It's just mental and the time trials. I can't do the time trial on the first fucking level. The first level yeah. is the easiest level in the whole game. And I cannot <laughs> get the time trial I need. Oh. It is hard. And I hate Toys for Bob for making it that way. But I love them for making the game. <laughs> oh my god. I saw that was I saw that came up on the Switch recently, so yeah. I was thinking about picking it up. Yeah. It looks really it good. It plays not not too bad on the Switch. So definitely worth yeah. it. Definitely worth it. I'm I'm too lazy to get it for the PS4, oh, so I'm gonna yeah. take the graphical hit. Well, it still looks pretty good, though, in my opinion. Yeah. In handheld, I think you'll like it. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So you've been playing it on the Switch version? I've played both because I've got yeah. both. So sometimes yeah. I'll just play in bed um, on the Switch, and then I'll play on the TV if I want to actually like play properly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's not bad. Like obviously, everything's a little bit more condensed down on the Switch, but it still yeah. looks really nice and plays quite well. Mm. Awesome. It's it's, right. it's a it's a good game, I think, with its challenge to some aspects. Like if you want to just play through the actual game, you'll have some points where you'll die a few times and whatnot, and just just get going strictly, just going from A to B and finishing the game. Yeah. But then yeah. if you want to do what Leashy's doing, you're trying to do <laughs> everything. That's when the real challenge oh really my God, kicks that's in. When the rage. Happens. Oh, Leashy, yeah. like as I'm a platinum hunter, I think I, I yeah. got my 42nd platinum last. Oh night, wow! Right? I don't have anywhere near that much but that's amazing but i saw the crash so you see my my concern for zach it's now starting to to make sense i I saw the crash bandicoot 4 trophy list and i saw that and said you would have to be a crazy person to attempt that one because my god that is a a difficult platinum that is up there with some of the hardest platinums i'd be very curious to see what the percentage of people who actually have that one i'd have to say yeah one percent it'd be very minimal very yep. minimal. Yep. I don't think many people would have got it. I can't even do it on CTR. 
Like trying to play that game in the hard mode from start to finish is so fucking hard. Yeah. So I gave up on that mm. one, but I have all the other plats for everything else. Oh, nice, nice, far out. So, uh, what what trophies are giving you a hard time now? Just the time trials, is it? Or time trials and that perfect relic. Trying to do that on every level. The levels are hard. Like, if yeah. you guys haven't played it, especially towards the end, the levels are freaking impossible nearly. Mm. So, it's um, it's going to take probably a few years. <laughs> but, you know, this is me judging myself with 20 years of experience of Crash Bandicoot. So, I know those games start to finish. And this wow. is a brand new game. So, I oh, can't judge okay. myself, you know, too so much. So, can I... Can I ask you because the I played I played one two and three yep. on the original consoles and I'd say one is the hardest. Like, one, one is the is hardest, so absolutely. Fucking hard. Yeah. How, how does this stack in difficulty against one? Oh, uh, look, you can double jump and you can do a lot of the other moves that you can't do in one. So that yeah. is easier, but the level design is complicated because the levels are huge. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. to incorporate the new um, masks as well, the quantum masks that with all these special moves that you can do it's it's a lot it is a yeah lot. so there's a lot of a lot of coordination yeah, stuff absolutely. that you gotta pull off yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta pick this up. They yeah. do that. They do that up. thing where you gotta like you gotta use your brain in weird ways. Like, so mm-hmm. you'll have to like. There's some spots where it will change like the gravity that you're on. So you'll be yeah, running exactly. on the ceiling and then dropping down in between. And then sometimes you'll need to fluctuate between uh, those two to float in the middle for oh a little God. bit. Like, wait till you do the last level. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> as cool as it looks, I I find it so painful doing um when like I'm playing something with reverse controls. Mm-hmm. So like if something's inverted or upside down. Well, you're going you to do hate the... this game then. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, there man. are inverted levels. Every level oh. has an inverted level. And oh, whether that means so some of it's mirrored, some of it's just different colors, different graphics, whatever. But yeah. the whole level is doubled. So Crap, there's twice yeah. as much to do in this game. Uh, I find that that always stuffs with me. That's that's like the hardest mechanic to, yeah. for me to do yeah. mentally. Well, I'd yeah, say at the hard. end of the day, like if you're just trying to get from start to finish and not worry about all the collectibles and doing absolutely mm-hmm. everything, you'll have some levels where they will challenge you for sure. But you'll be yeah. able to get through it all. Um, I know, but I want to get good. If you oh, if if you want to, yeah, you're you're gonna hate it then for sure. That's <laughs> so it's gonna yeah. kill you. <laughs> it's it's it's, oh, it's, it's crazy. I, my my when Hunter played it, he it was at my my place at the time uh, when he was playing it, and he started off deciding he wanted to get every single box to get the gems for the levels from mm-hmm. from the first level onwards. I think it took. I think it was by the second or third level that he gave up doing that because it was taking him hours to get through the levels. So yeah, put it put it that way. Like there's as much challenge as you want with it. And they do do some things to make it easier. Like you can choose if you want to have it on uh, the mode where you have like a limited amount of lives, like what it had in the original mm. games, or you can do like the checkpoint the reload count. thing and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you can play traditional or the new way, modern as they call it. Mm. They put that little ring there below Crash if you want yes. it to sort of help guide where he's going to land. Correct. So um, you do get like an mm. ease of movement and control. It's just that the level design can be a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, you're going to miss so many boxes. The camera angle can change, so you can slightly move it to look, you know, up or down a bit more. Make sure you do that. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> How are you feeling on it, Lockie? Are you sold? 
oh yeah, I'm sold. I'll pick it up. Oh, um, nice. And while I'm at it, I'll probably pick up the HD remasters as well because I, yeah. I, I think I, I picked it up for Steam and I loved the HD remasters, but I only got round to one because one was so fucking hard mm. and eventually I threw up my hands and said, yeah, this is too hard for me. <laughs> um, but I might give it a go again now that it's on console and it's just easier, more comfortable to play because like good platformers are just so relaxing to Absolutely. play on a, on a handheld. Yep. I, I still think Crash is made for handheld, to be honest with you. Like, I, I enjoy it in handheld, even though yeah. it wasn't. But on the Switch, it plays so well. All of them. Yeah. So That's awesome. Mm, well, look, I, I'm definitely not going to be purchasing it brand new, that's for sure, because it is an Activision Blizzard game. But mm. if there's a pre-owned copy... <laughs> if there's a pre-owned copy of Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Maybe it's something to test the old OLED screen out when I finally do get my <laughs> OLED Switch. I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and I never quite completed it. I had, like, three levels left to go, and I, I don't know why. Yeah. I just put it down, and I never picked it back up again, but... I feel like in a handheld setting, that could be the right time to to get it get it done. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Hmm. Bloody oath. Uh, well, do you think you have something we do on news to reviews? I guess it's a little bit different to other podcasts. Is we, uh, you know, sometimes we'll chuck review scores on games if we like, if we finish them. Some people don't like doing them. It's completely up to you. Uh, do you have a review score for Crash Bandicoot Four? It's about time. I've never thought about it, but. I would give it a 9 out of 10 purely on the fact that the stress it gave me is just <laughs> something I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's getting a 9 in because po- you're positive about the stress or it loses one point because of the stress? It loses that it one gave point you. because okay, yeah. it's fucking oh, range. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, again, it's, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. then I'm also biased because I love it so much. So <laughs> technically, if I didn't be as angry as I was, it'd be a 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't blame you. I saw that side stuff and I just ran right on past it because it just oh yeah it it, it it is intense. It is hardcore, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh nice. So yeah, it was good to get get into Crash Bandicoot with the Crash Bandicoot Queen. But for now, <laughs> Lockie, I want to know what you've been playing, and I'm gonna act like I've never. Didn't have any idea this is what you've been playing. I, I, I know. We're going to be going through the, the motions. We're going to be retreading old ground. Um, and so now I need to put myself in a headspace where I can completely forget about what I spoke about last time I did this recording. That will never make it um, to the air, um, which is very easy, to be honest, because I have a very poor memory. All right. So the game that I've been playing in um, recent times, I've picked up the Great Ace Attorney chronicles uh which was just recently released on the switch um so this game is it's a compilation um box so you get two games in one you get the great ace attorney adventures i think every time i try and look up these titles on google it seems even google gets confused keeping track of these damn titles um so i'm I'm just going to say great ace attorney adventures one and two so the first one came out in 2015 in japan um 3ds and the second one i think came out in 2017 um so they were huge in japan at the time because basically when i came when i saw this game on the switch i was like what is this game i played phoenix Wright games i played the what is it ace attorney 
And I fucking love those games. They're a very unique type of game for anyone that's never heard of these games before. They are, they're anime aesthetics. So it's kind of like a visual novel, uh, visual novel anime with very interesting characters. And it's based around um, a lawyer, um, usually an aspiring one that's very, very green, um, new to the gig. And he's basically solving mysteries and crimes as they're presented in court based on the, um, the witness testimonies and the evidence that lay, that's laid out before him. And so you basically go through a lot of text dialogue and and make decisions at certain points where you're using all of that stuff to make deductions and make connections and challenge people on what they're telling you because you spotted an inconsistency or a lie um so that's where the famous hold it um comes from uh anyone who likes their memes that's lost on me that one i'm sorry look yeah <laughs> it, uh, i'm sorry it's lost on you but people will know what i'm talking about this stuff is very mainstream like in the sense that um like it's a popular game people know about it so if that any of that appeals to you like i recommend picking up the base games on i think they're on the ds so how you pick that up i think capcom did a recent remake for them to be releasable on the new consoles yeah um so you know you may want to get get into it that way but the new game the new adventures of old the great great ace attorney came out finally in the west as a beautiful sparkling new remake on the switch um compilation of two two in one games both of them are absolutely stunning in how they look visually on the switch it looks fantastic so the original version it was all sort of um 2d graphics cartoon reactions it's been all completely 3d upscaled it looks really nice on the switch as far as any sort of cutscene goes uh, I love the movements. I love the story. I love the music. Fucking, fucking ripper of a game. And I've only played the first one so far. So getting a lot of bang for your buck in this. It's taken me about 20, 25 hours so, to get so, through. So what's the premise of the game and what's the gameplay? All right. So the premise of the game, um, the Great Ace Attorney, it's set in the, I think, the 19th century, which means the 1800s. Um, don't you love how, like, when we say something, we have to downscale it? Um yeah, I never got uh, that when I was a kid. That always confused me. <laughs> the 19th century confu- is the 1800s? Right? It, 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 I know, it still confuses me to this day, but <laughs> the, the answer there is that you can't say the zeroth century when you're describing things that happened in the hundreds. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, ma- so it, makes, sen- it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's just that uh, severe limitation of the English language that fucks us all over. Yep. So this, text, this centers around um, a... Uh, an 1800s uh, Japanese um, student that is an, uh, that becomes an aspiring lawyer through turn of events. Sorry for the spoilers. Not really. It all happens very quickly. It's called the Great Ace Attorney, for fuck's sake. It is. It is, exactly. So if you make a few deductions, it's not really a spoiler. You're just not really that clever so the yeah so this so it centers around that it has a very strong japanese culture uh, around that time and influence it's set in a very exciting time historically for japan and and the um, western world where um japan and the west have actually started combining their cultures um to move basically from the feudal age side of japan it's just come out of the sengoku jidai era and that was the time where you know um the portuguese the british um the dutch all, all introduced um you know their culture and wares and and technology and ideas of the time to Japan and they were starting to basically reassess and reevaluate their traditional culture and how to sort of combine it and leverage off it and you know basically you know come into the new age basically when the world through some 
very sad colonialization that you know we don't want to we don't want to um, speak lightly of, but it was a big time of change in our people for all cultures at that. Far out, so, bloody history lessons with Lockie. I know. So, well, that's the difficult thing. This is the amazing thing about this game. It really delves into the history of this time period. It's an exciting time period, um, you know, with all of the the problematic and compl- complexities aside, it is an exciting time period of change. Mm. Um, and it doesn't shy away from the more negative aspects of it. It does go, there is a lot of racism and racial tensions between the two countries um, because your lawyer quickly um, through turn of events um, goes out of Japan and he goes to Great Britain to basically look at their legal system because it's a new legal system in Japan and they want to learn from Britons because that's seen as like the, the most state-of-the-art version. So they want to learn from it and see how they can adapt it to the Japanese feudal model. Um, and so you're you're looking at this with with the with the bright white eyes of of a of a new and learning student that wants to absorb what he can, and so he's very critical and he's learning about what's working and what's not, and he goes in and he comes across real problems in the Western legal system at that time, mm. um, and he challenges them, and it's so fascinating in this story that unfolds, and that's just the overarching plot. So you're you're thrown into this amazing world conceptually and looking at the legal system this way, but the actual plot are very they 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 read very well from an anime perspective like they're very interesting self-contained murder mysteries that feel very homesian in style and they even introduce herlock sholmes a sherlock holmes um <laughs> tie-in character he was called herlock uh, he was called sherlock holmes in the japanese release but for some reason they couldn't use sherlock holmes in the international release so they just called him herlock sholmes yep, um yep. So, like, it's just, there's a lot here. It's a fantastic murder mystery, puzzle solving. Um, it, it, it sucks you in into the legal jury um, jury evaluation model. If you are a fan of the um, Phoenix Wright series, you will see this series as a complete build-on um, and better version improving in every single way on that one. They've made the systems more, more complex. You can interview and cross-examine multiple witnesses at once. You can cross-examine juries, and each of the juries interact with each other and have different different um views on seeing things so it has really exciting ways that they keep things very engaging and fresh throughout the court trials when you get to them okay is the gameplay mainly just is is it like a point and click adventure or is it mainly just dialogue choices so there are point and click adventure components it is mostly dialogue it it's mm, dialogue choices is probably not the best way there are dialogue options at certain points where you have to say yeah it's yeah i figured out the case because this is the missing link Mm. right and it might give you a few options and it has sort of things like that but in most cases you're given like you're given evidence and you're given witness um, testimonies and you're meant to point out when someone says the wrong thing And present the evidence as to why it's wrong. So you need to, to solve it in your own mind and present the right thing that's the connecting material. Yeah. And and the way they do that is really fun and engaging and clever. So it, it, it's a very interesting game. It's something not quite like anything I've ever played before. The Phoenix Wright series is very unique in that respect. So people that do play it usually love it or hate it because it's a it's a divisive sort of genre in, that sits in its own field. Okay. Anyone that that's interested in puzzle solving, mysteries, interesting visual novel stories, amazing music, um, anyone that loves anime of any sort, people that appreciate history, like there's a lot to love here. A lot of love and attention went into this one. Okay, like look, look typically this is not my kind of game 
at all, I think. But just I know some of the like just your your passion for it and the sort of this this in depth historical based story sounds bloody intriguing. And was this on Nintendo Switch? You were saying. Correct. So this came out on the Nintendo Switch recently. I think it's also been released on all the other big platforms. So I okay. think um, PlayStation and um, I don't know. I don't know about Xbox. Yeah, Xbox, Xbox is, is funny a... with with anime games. Sometimes they'll JRPGs it is, isn't it? And then sometimes they just won't. Yeah, it is. So I can never speak for Xbox. <laughs> but yeah, that's got me curious. Like, yeah, something maybe to pick up. I'm constantly right now trying to think of things I can play on my OLED Switch because there's no real big switch games coming out until i guess the pokemon games which is coming out like a month after the switch comes out or something like that so yeah i'm constantly trying to find something this this actually sounds kind of intriguing maybe it's one of those ones that i give a try and just see see if i like it because i I love a good narrative like all my favorite video games the narrative's one of the strongest points of those games so if it's got a good enough narrative to hook me in there maybe i should give it a crack yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting one. So I gave it all the the positives. Now, a couple of things to be aware of, and that makes this title particularly interesting, is because it's very faithful to the history and the culture of the time and the attitudes people had towards each other. Like, there is a fair amount of problematic statements and racist state, straight-up racism that goes on in this game. The game doesn't shy away from that side of history. Mm. So um, your main character will experience, like, a lot of racism to from from british people to his culture and in reverse a little bit of reverse on that side as well because basically you have two very different cultures um and at a time where people from every part of the world thought that like had a very sort of like we're the most superior type and everyone else that doesn't see our way of thinking is is you know not up to speed sort of thing and i think it's it's really interesting because you do get a couple of statements there where you're like whoa okay yeah haven't seen I wouldn't see that normally, um, you know, float around in, in modern games. Mm. But for a historical piece, I think they handle it well in, in certain spaces and in certain others. It comes across, it, it's a little bit too, you know, cartoony. But, like, you know, if, if you're used to anime, you'll be very familiar with that and it won't even, like, it will, it'll be nothing to you. You'll be all like, yeah, that's that's anime. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, they cross that line and, like, you know, it's all tongue-in-cheek and, you know, it's not meant to, it's not intended to be, like, a big thing. But it depends on how you look at it and I'm probably not the first person yeah. to speak on it. Yeah. But what I will say is... It does do a really good job at not shying away from the realities of that time. People were racist towards each other back then, extremely racist. And so, I guess I, I from a from a video gamer standpoint, and from like somebody that finds history interesting, the negative and the good, um, it's it, it feels more genuine. It feels more like a real world that you're experiencing in a story and unfolding that actually deals with some of those problems and. You know, when sometimes the characters, they get they get racial, racial shit thrown at them and they can clap back or they can have an opinion on it or commentary that may impact in a meaningful and significant way into the plot later. Mm. And one of the big ones being is that through this, this Japanese, aspiring Japanese lawyer's um, uh, learnings of the British legal culture, he, he actually innovates it in and of itself in certain ways because of his beliefs and his principles around um looking at things to find honor in the truth not necessarily purely an adversarial system Mm. so 
prosecutor prosecutor defendant should be defending their person yeah. to the absolute nth degree and the truth will reveal itself that way he actually takes a different approach where he's like no both should believe in their person but the, but the truth and seeking the truth should be the forefront yeah. and so there's it's a really fascinating take on on interpreting and, and analyzing this piece of history so yeah for the good or bad i think it'll get a lot of opinions around that space and it could get a lot of criticism i hope it doesn't, to be honest, from what I've seen, because yeah. I think it's a game that's really thoughtful and really deserving to sort of exist and be be enjoyed by people. Yeah, well, it's it's all about context at the end of the day, isn't it? Really, like like I I, I think video games should be able to tackle anything that books and movies do, and you know, and music and anything really. It's a it's a work of art. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a creative uh, a, a creative pursuit. And uh, I know I know we're kind of rehashing what we spoke about last week <laughs> once again, uh, but yeah, like it, it's it, context is key. Like it, it'd almost be doing a disservice to peoples of those minority backgrounds if you just did something based in those times and act like racism just didn't exist back then. It's kind of whitewashing history almost in a way. So as long as they they you know they have something to say about it you know what i mean and you mentioned they he claps back with dialogue to you know against racism and stuff like that so long as they they give some kind of context to it and they and they, they it's not done distastefully then i th- i think mm. it's fine video games should be able to handle anything that they handle it in a movie so but yeah i can see why maybe to some people out there it might might be a little bit more of a sensitive or it might be a bit of a negative point to them but at the end of the day like you know red dead redemption 2 like people use the n-word and stuff in that and like there's lots of themes of racism but it's used most of the time to show that a character's not a good person and show the, the show the faults of a of a character and and themes of 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 you know unity between all people are, are definitely push push forward in red dead 2 um, you know, your camp is full of all di- people from all kinds of different walks of life and they, they all treat each other with respect. It's like mm. the outside world that you see sort of giving these people a hard time. So, yeah, context is king yeah. in, in all this stuff, that's for sure. Um, yeah, dang, wow, there's a lot of stuff there. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. You've actually your, – your passion for it's definitely actually got me curious and thinking about possibly <laughs> – Maybe picking this one up, even though it's definitely not the kind of game that I would I would look at getting. Leishi, does has Lucky got you interested in the Great Ace oh. Attorney Chronicles at all? I'm just not an anime person, so that's the biggest thing holding me back. Yeah, like, I just yeah. I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. But I have seen the games before, and I like the whole concept. Mm. But it's just the fact that it's anime. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. And that's the that's the only thing that would rule it out for people. If anime is yeah. not your thing. This game is not for you. Yeah. It is very, it is very anime, mm-hmm. um, and it also, and the way it tells its story is, it does make life. It does use a very traditional anime Japanese comedy yeah. style in a lot of its things, and that doesn't great with with um, lots of people. Mm, correct. So, like, I totally get it, yeah. and that's the thing. If it's not your type of, if if that's not your platform and your medium, then no worries. It probably isn't the best game for you. And I hope they make games like it that can be, you know, that aren't completely in that but follow this style that can be a little bit more digestible but definitely if if you got if anyone out there listening is into anime stuff this is creme de la creme okay fair enough yeah i'm I'm with you there leisha i'm not a big anime fan but i've i've tried over the last few years to to 
to branch out a bit and try some of it just because there's so many sort of Japanese developed games these days, yeah. I guess. And Monster Hunter, I really enjoyed, but then so far, everything else that I've tried delving into, I haven't really enjoyed. Chris yeah. Tales is a very JRPG game, not a fan. Final Fantasy 15, I didn't like. Final Fantasy 7 Remake, I didn't like. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, I hated. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've given I've given him a good go, but yeah, I don't know. The, 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 I guess I haven't really played a mystery style visual novel mm. style game. Maybe it's it's one that might speak to me. I don't know. Well, it's not an RPG at the very least. So you know those other games. It sounds like it's more the RPG sort of format that you're not too into. You like the really light ones, so I know you liked um you know um South Park we we're talking about earlier. That that's a really light mm. RPG. So. I know you like you like the you like the wide appeal ones, mm, yeah. Which are, but you don't like the ones that are a little bit like more complex and media and get into like stats and you know. Yeah, no, nah, nah, not for me. If I gotta if I yeah. gotta have an Excel spreadsheet open, I'm <laughs> I'm not a happy happy Zacky boy. That's for sure. No, you need to learn to use the Excel within. <laughs> uh, do you have a review score for the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Lockie? Oh, oh man, the Great Ace Attorney, the, it, it's really gotten me through the last two weeks. Um, I've been playing it nonstop. I'm up to the final chapter of the first game, and uh, so I can only I can only make this score based on the first game. But this game is straight up a 9 out of 10 for me. It is so, so fucking good. The only reason why it loses one point for me is experience-wise. I find that it retreads a lot in the dialogue. So it, it has to... It repeats itself a lot. And there's a reason why it does that is because it's assuming it doesn't... It doesn't make any assumptions about the gamer that's playing the game. So it's trying to make sure that anyone from any sort of age group and, and attention to detail is playing this and can pick it up and can keep going and not get completely confused. But I find if you play one chapter from beginning to end, you just sit down for like a good four to five hours because they're engrossing. Mm. They are so engaging. Mm. Um, you do find, oh, for fuck's sake, can you just get along i know i've solved it i want to get to the point where i can make the objection thing like <laughs> um you don't need to repeat it to me anymore i'm good yeah i got it yeah but um you know it's 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 just a minor quibble about preference and it just pulls me out slightly but other than that the game is so fucking good and that score may go up to a 10 when i play the second game because i've heard so far that the second game in that compilation is even better than the first so i'm excited <laughs> Oh, I'm down to hear your impressions on it in the future, Lockie. Bloody keen. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I tried playing a JRPG, as I mentioned before, and I have put that down now, and I am not planning to pick it up again, and that was Chris Tales. Oh, I won't go into it. It was a, I already went through it last week. It was a pretty good JRPG. If you like JRPGs, you might be into it. But the game that stole my attention from Chris Tales is a little game known as Trigger Witch. Now, Trigger Witch is a twin-stick shooter made by Aussie and Kiwi developers, or I think Kiwi developers, but like with Aussie talent helping. Uh, uh, known as uh, the developers known by known as Rainbite. And Trigger Witch, like you know, like Chris Tales and like 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 Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, is definitely not my typical sort of game that I would play. The last twin stick shooter I played was Dead Nation, uh, which was I think it was given out as a free PS PlayStation game when the PlayStation Network went down back in like 2013 or something all those years ago when there was that massive Sony hack. So that's how long it's been since I've given a twin stick shooter. 
uh, crack. So for people out there who don't know what twin stick shooters are, basically it's like a top-down base game. You aim with one direction and you control the movement of your character with the other direction and you shoot at the enemies. <laughs> that's, that's twin stick shooters right there in a nutshell. And um, yeah, as I said, not normally my type of game, but I started playing it thinking, oh, I'll put in a couple of hours to give it a, give it a crack. Oh, I need a bit of a break from Chris Tales. And then my first play session, I ended up playing for over four hours straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I, 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 I don't know what it was exactly entirely. Like, basically, it's a sort of pixel-style game. It looks almost sort of like um, like maybe Game Boy Color graphics or Game Boy Advance graphics, something like that. Very, it gives off vibes, um, as, as Sam Inns mentioned when he had a look at it last week. It gives off vibes of, um, of Stardew Valley. Um, not not quite quite the same, but like it definitely gives you a little bit, evokes a little bit of that feeling. I don't think they quite have as much detail as what there is in Stardew Valley. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, the 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 main thing that you want to be nailed, I guess, in a twin stick shooter is the shooting. That's what you're doing most of the time, and it feels good to play this game and to use the weapons and to experiment with all the different stuff and to upgrade your stuff and discover the new weapons. It's great. It's really, really cool, uh, and it feel, feels great to play. Kind of, um, I don't know, kind of evoked feelings of almost like a, I've been playing lots of games with dashes, like Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, yeah. games with really cool dash mechanics, and this has a really cool uh, dash mechanic that you find yourself having to use to get yourself out of sticky situations or to gain that sort of distance between you and your enemies and to... Uh, yeah, get the get the kill. But the thing that really, I guess, surprised me the most that ended up sort of pulling me into the game was the world in Trigger Witch. So basically, the 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 uh, setup is there's basically uh, the, the, this fantasy realm uh, with this mysterious portal uh, that's sitting there, and one day these guns come out of these portals years and years and years and years ago. And these witches discover them and find out how good they are for like killing and how powerful they are. And rather than using magic anymore, the witches move into ballisticism, which is basically this kind of like weird worship over guns. So their 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 whole culture is all built around guns. Like you, to start off, you're joining a, a group called the Click, uh, the the Clip. You know, just like a clip in your your arsenal or whatever. And uh, yeah, basically, they sort of protect the realm from monsters and stuff like that. And and that's sort of how the game sets off. But there's this mysterious man in black who ends up coming through the portal and says he wants to like seize the witch's power. And basically, mm. you have to try and uh, f- figure out who this guy is and 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 stop stop him. Um, but yeah, I just just all the characters just had a lot of character to them. And shout out to Australia's John O'Peck. He's uh, you know does the putting in work podcast as well as uh as well as also comedy rewind which i'm a massive fan of comedy rewind it's awesome a part of the 8-bit uh network we're friends of ours over there um he did the the uh the writing on this game and the sound design and uh, and yeah that's <laughs> it's all been fantastic like the writing i've been loving like the, every single character has actual character to them. They're not just someone you're going up to press X and get your bit of dialogue. They're, everything's going to be delivered with a certain tone to it that gives each character their own sort of distinct feeling. They'll have their own arcs. They'll have their own sort of things that they're dealing with in their little world. And yeah, it just goes to really flesh out what could have been a really simple, simple twin stick shooter. Um, I guess like if you could 
sort of compare it to like sort of old school Zelda in a way because you're doing some sort of light puzzles as well too not not just twin stick shooting there's a lot of like you have to go collect this thing to to get through this barrier but like to get this thing that you find oh to, you've got to go help these miners to do this to be able to go get that thing it's like you know it's a, sort of that convoluted sort of Zelda style thing of where you're just sort of gathering things but the story sort of pops up along the way um, but the thing I guess I sort of the, another thing I really like about it that they that they do is that they uh, every area that you go to they sort of mix up the gameplay by adding a new element so if, first off you'll always be encountering new enemies and these new enemies you'll have to figure out different ways to to fight them you know some of them might come running straight at you so it's all about keeping your distance and firing off shots or some of them might shoot at you from a distance and and have like homing uh, homing uh, shots so you got to try and just dodge their shots to get them before they get you basically uh, but on top of that, each area will have their, its own sort of gimmick. So you'll go to one area where everything's levitating, so you can fall off the edge and get some damage. So you've got to consider that in your gameplay. And one area where there's gems everywhere, so the your your bullets will be bouncing off the walls. So that helps get the enemies, but then the enemies' bullets also bounce off the walls as well too. So you're having to deal with bouncing bullets that are flying at you. So there's... I can I always appreciate in a game where they keep adding new mechanics and new stuff to the gameplay so that things feel fresh the entire way through. And it did. I like I, I completed it last night and and the ending was fucking great. It was really, really good. It it I I bloody no no spoilers here, I'm not gonna spoil anything here, but I I really enjoyed the ending. I was very surprised by it. It was great. Um, and yeah, and I, and I enjoyed it so much. I was, I was there, I was like, oh, I've only got a few trophies left. I might uh, do the old platinum for this one. <laughs> so yeah, I got the platinum for <laughs> Trigger Witch as well too. Uh, but well done. all in all, I think it was about, uh, like, I think just to get the main sort of story done, it was, it took me between about eight and nine hours. Um, maybe people who are a bit more experienced with this style of game might get it done a little bit quicker than me. Uh, my only qualms is like, you know, if you're not a fan of the pixel art style, then this is definitely not going to be your kind of a thing, though I, I, I do find it sort of endearing. Um, uh, and, and you know, like twin stick shooting is, is what it is. If it's not your kind of thing, you may get a little bit bored of it. But are they added enough new stuff in there to, to keep me going through? That's for sure. And oh, what's a twin stick shooting mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What is it? I explained it at the start, Lockie. I'm not explaining Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Oh my I've been watching. I've been watching the gameplay. Sorry. One yeah. stick to move, one oh, stick to aim, and then a button to, to shoot. <laughs> so you're moving with one oh, stick okay. and the other. So on a on a keyboard, you're moving with WASD and you're aiming with the mouse. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I, I was going to say. Is that it looks like this game was made for a mouse because like it's yeah. a it's a real point and click sort of mouse thing. Funnily enough, where you, not on PC. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's, it's on it's on Nintendo it's Switch where I, I play this on PlayStation so 5 and that's only because yeah. I, I only have a PlayStation 5 to play it on right now. If I had the Switch, this is a perfect Switch game, you know. it's It would run great because it's not graphically intensive or anything like that. Uh, all the dialogue isn't like like spoken, it's all like written written with text. So yeah, perfect sort of Switch game. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um I, I'd be I'd be amiss not to mention the music. The music was was a standout for me for sure. 
uh, basically the way, the way it will sort of sound like it will kind of evoke uh, a bit of like a, that old school, maybe sort of Zelda Game Boy style That's music. what I thought. I just mm. looked it up then. Mm. Uh, even the graphic as well. Mm. Mm. Like big, it yeah. really looks like that. Yeah, big time. And But like the music is sort of, uh, it's like they've got, like they've tracked down the real instruments. So it's like, yeah. it's, it sounds more full. That's good. Uh, yet it still it definitely evokes that style. And then when an enemy appears and guns start going off and you start shooting, uh, then it seamlessly, seamlessly blends the music into like this, either a more like techno style or a more like usually a bit more like sort of 80s rock synth sort of style Pipes it up. yeah really really cool but it's completely seamless as you go in and out of of the you know casual exploring to the to the nuttiness of all the gunfire and whatnot so yeah that's cool. cool you know what it looks like to me um have either of you played earthbound or mother 3 no oh okay so this is a, this is an old series on the super nintendo yeah. and mother 3 came out yep. on game boy advance yeah um if you look that up, um, the art style is very much for the for the world is very much in line with that. Oh. I reckon that's the inspiration for their sort of worlds and how it Ooh, presents. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, big time. Oh, um, the character models a bit different. Like you know, yeah. they've done their own innovations and combined a lot of things. Definitely strong Zelda feel, but I think art style they went for um, Earthbound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like as I said, Trigger Witch not normally my my kind of thing, but I was pleasantly surprised by it, and I had a lot of fun. And if I had to give it a review score, I would give it. Oh, oh what do I want to give it? Uh, I'll give it eighty goblins. Ooh. Oh, that's so weird. I had in my mind eight thousand <laughs> <laughs> out of out of ninety five witches. So. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. There's this whole weird, like, there's like this divide between goblins and witches, and it's almost like this weird racial thing. There's so so much interesting stuff in this universe. It's it's really fucking cool. I really liked it. Le- Lucy, have I got you interested at all in in uh, uh, Trigger Witch, or is this is this normally your style of game at all? It's not at all. But I like the look of it because I've played games like that. You know, it's given me really like. Link's Awakening feel plus Stardew, like you mm. said before, mm. but I yeah. don't like that control system. Oh, okay, yeah, no, t- that's that's, that's totally fair. <laughs> there, that's, it that's it definitely looks like it was meant to be made for mouse, so I don't know why it's not on PC. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm sure it will at some point. It seems like a a no brainer to me for sure. But yeah, no trigger trigger witch been yeah bloody cool. I definitely if, look. Twin stick shooters, they're not my kind of thing, but I, for people who like twin stick shooters, I'll definitely recommend it. Or if any of the stuff that I've said here sounds sort of appealing to you, definitely give it a crack. Uh, but yeah, like it's not going to change your life or anything like that. It's not a revolutionary game. It's not like a Hades level indie, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But it's a fantastic twin stick shooter. I definitely, definitely consider it, especially just because it's a, uh, a, a Aussie, uh, Aussie and Kiwi developed game as well. Yeah, too. that's cool. Oh, fa- favoritism. Oh, fucking a! Hey, we need, we we need it. We do not have a big enough games industry in Australia. I know yeah. our creativity. Uh, yeah, we need to prop our, uh, up our creativity industries <laughs> wherever we can. Australia's hanging on by a thread. Yeah, take take uh, take my re- review with a with a grain <laughs> of salt. Then I guess I've got the Aussie bias. That's for sure. <laughs> Our country is a very harsh country. It's mostly desert. Cut us some slack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me, but oh, God, I, I think that'll do us for our game impressions this week. Far out. Thank you so much for joining us, Lucy. That was so much bloody fun. 
Thank you for having me. It was really nice to be on the show. Bloody oath. You, were oh, so, you mentioned to us Anytime. like off air before that you've only been on a podcast a couple of times before. Yes. I, can't, I, I couldn't believe it. I assumed you'd done it <laughs> so many more times. No, nah, I just like to talk. <laughs> hey, that's why we all. That's why I started this podcast in the first place. That's why we all yeah. do this. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. I just have a sick need for people to hear my crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about venting, you know. It's like it's this is our therapy every week, I think. <laughs> oh, jeez. Leishi, remind us where we can find all your wonderful content once again. Yes, you can find me on all the socials, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. What else am I on? Trying to do more TikTok on Facebook as well. L-I-E triple S-H-Y. Oh, yes. All that stuff will be in the description down below. If you want to check out anything News to Reviews does, you can also hit us up on all these socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's probably the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. But you can also, if you just want to, you don't want to follow us on the socials or anything like that, you just want to tell us what you thought of anything that we do, you can send your feedback to News to Reviews podcast at gmail.com as well. Oh yeah, Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? No, nothing nothing to report here, Zachary. Bye daisies. <laughs> oh, good timing we're done. Lockie's shit is just falling apart right now. Everyone out there, please. For the second time, the second take, take care of yourselves and take care of one another. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of like I can't believe I missed your fucking birthday, Lockie. Oh my god, that's still that still is getting me. You should feel bad. I feel horrible. Honestly. Oh my you god. You should feel like shit. <laughs> no, fucking... that's alright. No, it's fine.